Hello, and it is, I don't know what day it is. It is uh, Wednesday, July 7th, and the reason I say I don't know what day it is is because I'm on vacation, so my my uh, internal calendar's all fucked up. Um, <clears throat> I didn't even plan on doing this. I didn't even actually plan on being here today. Let me turn the fucking gain down on this thing. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I didn't even plan on being home right now. I was supposed to be... Um, in the Thousand Islands, my wife and I were going to go camping, um, and we actually did go camping, except while we were out there, um, while the dog is really getting settled in there, I, I swear he only does this when I record. Every other time he'll just come in and plop right down, but he's got to be center of attention. There we go. He's down. All right. Um, we, we did go camping kind of, um, but our trip was cut short because we got caught in a nasty, nasty storm. I would say we got there around maybe two thirty, and by like four o'clock we were all set up and I had the fire started. I was going to cook. We made food. We had dinner and then we were just hanging out, and we were on the water. It was beautiful, and Canada was right across the the river. You could see it, um, and then it started to rain. It was maybe like 8 o'clock, 8.30, so went to bed, or went in our tent. It stopped, so we came out. We were hanging out a little longer outside. The fire was still going. And then it started to pick up about a half hour later. So we went to bed. It was like nine something. And then I was almost asleep. I would say that I was about to sleep after being in there for like an hour. And it started to rain. And then it started to rain harder. And we didn't get any water in the tent while we were in there. But the corner that my head was in um, collapsed because of the wind. And then I stood up and I was holding the tent. And I woke her up and I said, just like stand under this. I'm going to go outside and see if it needs to get staked down again. See if the stake came out. <clears throat> and while I was getting my jacket on and everything, the opposite corner collapsed um and that's when i was like okay well we need to at least get out of here but we can't leave all of our shit in here so we got to grab our clothes and our phones and and anything important <clears throat> i had some of my psych textbook with me that i brought um like we need to get this shit in the car and then we'll come back and you know, make sure everything else is sturdy. Um, but then while that conversation was taking place, another corner of the tent came down. So I just said we need to get out of the tent. And like, I guess we just got to sleep in the car tonight. <clears throat> and so um, when we started loading our clothes and everything into the car, because um, I'm not like, I've gone camping before. I was in the mountains last year. But I'm not, like, knowledgeable as to, 
I don't want to say problem solve, but kind of in a situation like that, like what really should you do? Because it was pouring rain out. And so my first thought was like, okay, we need to at least have dry clothes. So let's take our, our bags that got clothes in them and get them in the car where it's dry. Um, <clears throat> so we grabbed all that shit, ran to the car, and then the rain picked up and it was like bad. Um, and it was dark. It was completely dark out. <clears throat> and we had nothing to illuminate any of our campsite. Um, cause we were like a hundred some feet off of the, um, where, where our car was parked. And so, uh, she came back with me. And she went into the tent while I was, like, holding on to the fucking poles on the end. Um, and I was, like, yelling at her to, like, hurry up. Like, I didn't want the whole thing to go down. Um, so she grabbed some more shit, brought it back to the car. And then she was like, I think that we need to just, like, try to pack all this shit up. And we should just go home. Like, because at that point, um, I took all the poles out of the ground that were staked down and I just started to lay the tent down and I was going to take our coolers and I put them on top of the tent because we were right on the water and my fear was that we were going to come back in the morning to reassess all of our shit and see that our tent was floating in the middle of the river. Um, so I tried to weigh it down, but we, we came back and we just started pulling everything out and um, packed up the car. We, we had a tarp under the tent and I couldn't really see that well, but we found out the morning after that it was like starting to pool with water. So it would have been pretty miserable to sleep in there for the next few days if we would have chosen to stay. Um, so I think it was like 1130 that we finally got everything to the car. I bought this little lantern at REI. It was like 30 bucks. Um, and that thing was literally, it was actually so helpful, um, during that whole situation that I actually went and left a review on their website for the product. Cause we would have been fucked if, if I wouldn't have bought that thing. Um, but I think we left at like 1130 and we drove all the way home, um, got home around maybe like 2.30. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was, I think last year for me, if you remember, if you were listening then, I went on a bike ride on the canal with my brother and um, it was a little hotter. It, it, was, it was more hot than we thought it was going to be. <clears throat> and... Um, his bike ended up, he blew a tire and we couldn't get it fixed. Um, and then, cause the only bike shop in Lockport at the time was closed and they didn't open. I think they had like two hours that they were open on the day that we were there. At least that's what Google said. Um, so we couldn't get that fixed. And then on the way back, um, he got a ride and I thought I was going to keep going. And, uh, I almost, I almost got uh, heat stroke last year. Um, and it fucked up my whole vacation. Cause my wife told me that, cause we had like a heat advisory for like the whole July 4th week last year. Um, at least in Rochester. 
And so I wasn't allowed to go outside. So I had to spend my whole vacation last year inside. Um, and now, ironically enough, we try to come outside for this vacation and uh, nature shits on us again. But I mean, the time that we were there, even though we were only there for like seven hours, um, it, it was nice. It was a really nice spot, but it just sucks that we had to leave. Um, yeah, but that happens. I mean, worse things have happened to people that have gone camping. So, um, I can't really complain. I mean, my, like my priority then, um, like I didn't really question her saying, let's just go home. Cause obviously like that kind of told me that she wasn't going to really feel safe sleeping in there again or any other alternative. Um, so yeah, I mean, you just got to do what you got to do. Um, and it was funny too, cause I think the morning that we left, um, we changed our sheets so we could, when we got home, you know, at the end of the week, which it would have been Friday, this coming Friday, um, we would have had like a fresh clean bed to jump into, but it was funny cause literally the morning, super early morning, the following day that we leave, we're coming home and jumping in the shower and then diving right into bed. <laughs> um, and you know what? I didn't think about it till we were on the way home. Um, I was entertaining the idea of bringing our dog with us. And I'm just so glad that we decided not to. Because initially I thought it, that he would just be an issue with like barking and, um, you know, whining when he saw other dogs just because he is way too friendly. But um, yeah, that would have been probably traumatic for everyone, but mostly for him if we would have brought him. Um, just with the, the panic that we were going through for about an hour once we were packing all our stuff up. Um, and I was wearing, I brought white vans with the intent to buy new ones when I got home. And let me tell you, I definitely need to get brand new, crisp, bleach white vans when, when I get the chance this week. I, I had those and I had a pair of flip-flops and it was raining so hard. I figured everything was just mud and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I, I didn't think that I was going to actually wear them unless we went to like Alex Bay or whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I had to throw those on and they were a fucking mess. Oh, uh, anyways. Um, so that's, that's why I'm here. <clears throat> Um, I took a Myers-Briggs personality type test, um, and I don't know what the research is behind those or, or behind the test, um, but I, I do see people refer to it a lot, and I do see it in um, kind of different, I want to say analytical videos, but um, I don't know, like case study type stuff. Um, or if they're doing like a profile on like a, a celebrity or a, a business person or whatever. <clears throat> so let me just pull up my thing here. Um, I didn't know that there was kind of like an official website to do this on, um, where you can like have a profile and everything. Um, 
I took the my it's called the 16 personalities test it's on 16personalities.com um and i guess i am an intj-t uh which is an architect which was odd at first um and i'm going to take a crack at this whole reading out loud thing um and hopefully i just had hiccups really bad before I started doing this, so hopefully they don't <clears throat> creep back up. Um, an architect is a person with the introverted, intuitive thinking and judging personality traits. So that's what the INTJ means. <clears throat> These thoughtful tacticians love perfecting the details of life, applying creativity and rationality to everything they do. Their inner world is often a private, complex one. Um, as one of the rarest personality types, and one of the most capable, which, and I, I talked to Pat about this a few weeks ago when I had him on the podcast, how we talked about like imposter syndrome. Um, when I was reading this earlier, and I haven't read the whole thing yet, um, <laughs> what I did read, it, I mean, it sounds accurate, but when it says most capable, I'm like, no, 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 definitely not. Um, architects know this all too well. Rational and quick-witted architects may struggle to find people who can keep up with their nonstop analysis of everything around them. Um, and I'm not an analytical person when it comes to, you know, quantitative stuff, but anything that's quantitative or descriptive, descriptive, um, that's usually where I, I end up getting yelled at for, for talking too much. Um... A thirst for knowledge. These personalities can be the boldest of dreamers and the bitterest of pessimists. Architects believe that through willpower and intelligence, they can achieve even the most challenging of goals, but they may be cynical about human nature more generally, assuming that most people are lazy, unimaginative, or simply doomed to mediocrity. Um, I guess so. If, if you've listened to this for a while and you've heard me talk about all the political stuff and all the COVID stuff, um, I guess that would be fairly accurate. Um, architects derive much of their self-esteem from their knowledge and mental acuity. In school, people with this personality type may have been called bookworms or nerds, but rather than taking these labels as insults, many architects embrace them. <clears throat> I don't really think that I was in school, just because I didn't really apply myself enough, um, for whatever reason that may be. I just think it was because I wasn't interested in what was going on. Um, so I definitely might have been a nerd, but I definitely was not a uh, bookworm. Um, they're confident in their ability to teach themselves about and master any topic that interests them. Um, that's okay. Whether that's coding or capoeira or classical music. Um, you're here's a quote. You're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to your informed opinion. No one is entitled to be ignorant, which is, wow, that's an incredible segue. Uh, architects can be single-minded with little patience for frivolity, distractions, or idle gossip. That said, it would be a mistake to stereotype these personalities as dull or humorless. Many architects are known for their irreverent wit, and beneath their serious exteriors, they often have a sharp, delightfully sarcastic sense of humor. Okay. Um, architects question everything. And I, I even, f I feel kind of strange saying architects. 
I would rather say INTJ. Um, it's just when I when it says architects, I think of an architect. Um, many personality types trust the status quo, relying on conventional wisdom and other people's expertise as they go about their lives. But ever skeptical architects prefer to make their own discoveries. In their quest to find better ways of doing things, they aren't afraid to break the rules or risk disapproval. In fact, they rather enjoy it. But as anyone with this personality type would tell you, a new idea isn't worth anything unless it actually works. Architects want to be successful, not just inventive. They bring a single-minded drive to their passion projects, applying the full force of their insight, logic, and willpower, and heaven help anyone who tries to slow them down by enforcing pointless rules or offering poorly thought-out criticism. Um, this personality type comes with a strong independent streak. And just to go show how hungry I am. I read streak as steak. Uh, architects don't mind acting alone, perhaps because they don't like waiting around for others to catch up with them. They also generally feel comfortable making decisions without asking for anyone else's input. At times, this lone wolf behavior can come across as insensitive. Definitely <laughs> been there many, many times as it fails to take into consideration other people's thoughts, desires, and plans. Uh, architects aren't known for being warm and fuzzy. They tend to prioritize rationality and success over politeness and pleasantries. That happens to me and my wife all the time. I'll ask her, like, why did, you know, someone do this? Or why is this happening? Or why is this like this? And um, then after about five minutes of getting yelled at, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I, I guess I can see where you're coming from with that. Um in other words, they'd rather be right than popular. This may explain why so many fictional villains are modeled on this personality type. <laughs> uh, because architects value truth and depth, many common social practices from small talk to white lies may seem, may seem pointless or downright stupid to them. Definitely. Uh, as a result, they may inadvertently come across as rude or even offensive when they're only trying to be honest. A lot of times, my wife pointed this out to me, when someone's talking to me, if I'm just like absorbing what they're saying and I'm acknowledging what they're saying, I'll just stand there and say, okay, or okay, okay, okay. And, um, she's like, that's very like, you know, standoffish, kind of like you're trying to like end the conversation. I'm like, no, I'm just saying, okay. They're saying something to me. So I'm saying, okay. Um, at times architects may wonder if dealing with other people is even worth the frustration <clears throat> but like any personality type, architects do crave social interaction, just as every human being does. Uh, they just prefer to surround themselves with people who share their values and priorities. Like a few weeks ago when I said to Pat, I don't like people, I like certain people. Um, often they can achieve this just by being themselves. When architects pursue their interests, their natural confidence can draw people to them professionally, socially, and even romantically. Uh, the chess game of life... <clears throat> this personality type is full of contradictions. Architect. By the way, I'm not reading this for me, really. I'm reading this because this is incredibly in-depth, um, and a lot of it does make sense to who I think I am. So if anyone listening is interested in doing this for themselves, um, again, the website is 16personalities.com. Um, it is free to get this result. Um, and this isn't like an ad or anything. I'm just, this is what it is. Um, and there's like other tabs here, but I'm not sure at what point you hit that premium paywall, but I'll just keep going until I do. And then I'll chat about other shit. 
Um, full of contradictions. Architects are imaginative yet decisive, ambitious yet private, curious yet focused. From the outside, these contradictions may seem baffling, but they make perfect sense once you understand the inner workings of an architect's mind. I think that anyone that is, and this is going to sound contradictory, but anyone really with a perspective worth listening to or trying to gain something from will frequently contradict themselves. Um... And all that means to me is when they look at a situation or they look at a problem, they look at the problem for what the problem is rather than whatever, you know, the, the focus may be or like the, the central issue of that whatever. Um, kind of like when you see... Uh, you know, that someone who was, um, you know, a, a, say a victim of sex trafficking, how, um, you know, they'll, they'll grow up and, you know, you have a, you know, eight, 18 or 19 year old girl that murders her, um, the, the person that was sex trafficking her. Um, and then that girl gets in trouble and goes to jail for, God knows how long or, you know, faces a death penalty or something because they killed someone, um, rather than looking at it simply as, you know, this person murdered someone, what are the consequences of the murder under the context that it was committed? Um, it, it's more of like a, why did this happen? Like, it's not, you know, it's, it's a poor example, but if you can see what I'm saying, like, it's not going to be the same thing every time. Um, I don't know. I think that people that contradict themselves on, you know, and, and you see it a lot in like politics and stuff now too, where um, the only thing I can really think of is uh, Biden being Catholic and how there's, you know, you have some Catholic churches that are okay with his stance on abortion and there's other Catholic churches and a lot of groups that aren't okay with his views on it. Um, you know, his beliefs technically are contradictory to his faith, but, um, you know, you know, I, yeah, I, I think anyone that followed their religion to a T would just, um, I don't know, all, all you could really do without doing any wrong in your life is just kind of sit in a reading chair somewhere and just drink room temperature water for the rest of your life. But anyways, um, life is like a giant game of chess, relying on strategy rather than chance. They contemplate the strengths and weaknesses of each move before they make it. Uh, they never lose faith with enough ingenuity and insight. They can find a way to win no matter what challenges might rise along the way. And there's more tabs here, but I'm just going to look at this thing down here. Um, other INTJ-Ts. Uh, Frederick Nietzsche, Michelle Obama, Elon Musk, Christopher Nolan, Vladimir Putin, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Colin Powell, uh, Samantha Power, Walter White <laughs> from Breaking Bad, um, Peter Baelish, also known as Littlefinger from Game of Thrones, Tywin Lannister, uh, Yennefer of Vingerberg from The Witcher series, which I have not watched. Uh, Gandalf the Grey from The Lord of the Rings, 
Professor Moriarty from uh, Sherlock Holmes, Katniss Everdeen from The Hunger Games, uh, Seven of Nine from Star Trek Voyager, and Jay Gatsby. Um, that's a very strange lineup. <laughs> but uh, let me see if I could go to strengths and weaknesses here. And it looks like I can. Uh, strengths of INTJ. They're rational. Architects pride themselves on their minds. For them, nearly any situation become an opportunity to expand their knowledge and hone their rational thinking skills. Thanks to this mindset, they can devise inventive solutions to even the most arduous of problems. I'm almost thinking that um, this is more of a category for dumb people like myself that kind of, again, have that imposter syndrome -y, you know, I'm not really what I think I am, or I, I'm, I'm thinking that I'm something completely different when it, the reality is not the case, um, that just try to, you know, become, a, I don't know, someone with more depth. I don't really think that makes you a better person. It depends on what you do with it. And like it said, a lot of fictional villains are based on INTJ personality types. But anyways, um, informed. A few personality types are as devoted as architects to forming rational evidence-based opinions. Rather than hunches or half-baked assumptions, they base their conclusions on research and analysis. This gives them self-assurance. They need to stand up for their ideas, even in the face of disagreement. I don't really do... <laughs> evidence-based research for um, this podcast. I mean, I'll I'll look at stuff and I'll say what the stuff I'm looking at, where it comes from, so you can kind of look on your own. But um, this is really just more for for me and for fun. Um, so unfortunately, you guys don't really get any of that from me, at least yet. Um, Independent. For these personality types, conformity is more or less synonymous with mediocrity. Creative and self-motivated, architects strive to do things their own way. They imagine few things more frustrating than allowing rules or conventions to stand in the way of their success. Uh, determined. Architect personalities are ambitious and goal-oriented whenever an idea or pursuit captures their imagination. Architects dedicate themselves to mastering the subject and gaining relevant skills. They tend to have clear visions of what it means for them to be successful, and a few things can deter them from turning these visions into reality. Uh, curious. Architects are open to new ideas, as long as those ideas are rational and evidence-based, that is. I say that a lot, where I'm, I'll, I'll say that, you know, you need to listen to things that you don't agree with, and, um, you know, read stuff that, you know, really doesn't fit your your worldly perspective or point of view, but at the same time, um, you know, it's gotta be somewhat rational and reasonable and sound. Um, yeah. Um, they're even open to changing their own opinions when the facts prove them wrong. I think that's, I mean, you would really hope that that would be every personality type is that people are able to you know, change their opinions on something when they're proven otherwise with, again, you know, reasonable evidence-based. Um, versatile architects love diving into all sorts of challenges. Their curiosity and determination can help people with this personality type succeed in a wide range of endeavors. Let's read the weaknesses.
Arrogant. Architects might be knowledgeable, but they're not infallible. Their self-assurance can blind them to useful input from other people, especially anyone they deem to be intellectually inferior. These personalities can also become needlessly harsh or single-minded in trying to prove others wrong. Uh, dismissive of emotion. For architects, rationality is king, but emotional context often matters more than people with this personality type care to admit. Architects can get impatient with anyone who seems to value feelings more than facts. Unfortunately, ignoring emotion is its own type of bias, one that can cloud architects' judgment. Uh, overly critical, these personalities tend to have a great deal of self-control, particularly when it comes to thoughts and feelings. When the people in their lives fail to match their level of restraint, architects can become scathingly critical, but this criticism is often unfair based on arbitrary standards rather than a full understanding of human nature. Combative. Architects hate blindly following anything without understanding why. This includes restrictions and the authority figures who impose them. People with this personality type can get caught up in arguing about useless rules and regulations, but sometimes these battles are distractions for more important matters. Um, oh boy. I, I would really hope that uh, none of those anti-science folks would take this test and see that they are uh, uh, intellectually superior. That would not be the, uh, the pat on the back that we would want to hand them. Um, I would say that I'm combative about stuff, but I will, again, look into things before really having an opinion. Um, like when I was on here talking about the vaccines and how I wasn't sure if I wanted to get one yet. And then, you know, two or three weeks later, I was getting my first vaccine. Um, I, I did my own research and I consulted my wife who is a doctor of pharmacy and, um, she she said it was totally fine. Um, but then I'll see other folks that have uh, medical degrees that uh, don't want to get the vaccine. Um, and, and now I look at that and I, I look at their reasoning, which they don't provide. Um, and I just, I don't know. It, it's, it's strange um, how entire households can kind of have the same perspective on some issues. Um, and, you know, I, I know that it comes from the environment that people are raised in. They're, they're probably more inclined, um, and I'm sure there's a chart tucked away somewhere that would support this, um, probably more inclined to be in the same, um, I don't know, house as, uh, house of thought or whatever. I don't know. I'm tired. Um, that their family members and, and close friends and stuff are in, but you know, you have those outside influences too. And then, you know, people that kind of go against the grain of what, um, the rest of their familial or friend, friend circles do. Um, romantically clueless architects, relentless rationality can lead them to be frustrated by romance, especially in the early stages of a relationship. They may struggle to understand what's going on and how to behave, and if their relationships fall apart for reasons they don't understand, they can become cynical about matters of the heart, even questioning the importance of love and connection. Um, okay. Let's see. Let's see. There's another tab. Do I have to pay for this one? No, I don't. Um, romantic relationships. 
people with INTJ personality type approach romance the way they do most challenges, strategically with clear-cut goals and a plan for reaching them. Uh, in a purely rational world, this approach would be foolproof, elastic, blah, 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 blah. It ignores important factors that architects sometimes dismiss, such as the unpredictability of human nature and affection. For these personalities, finding a compatible partner can be particularly challenging. Uh, rarely satisfied with things as they are, architects are always developing a world in their minds that is more perfect than the reality. That is true. Uh, other people entering their world need to fit this fantasy in some ways, but if architects' expectations and ideals for a partner are unrealistic, then no real person will be able to fulfill them in every way. I think that to try to get into a relationship um, or try to get married because you're looking for some sense of fulfillment from another person, I think that's the wrong way to go about it. Um, and I think in my relationship, um, I got married almost two years ago and at the time we were almost together for 10 years. We were together all through high school and college. Um, and I guess from what I gathered from kind of older generations and from what I saw with people that were in relationships around me, um, that we were just kind of a special case and that was, you know, that's our luck. Um, but to try to template your life off of someone else's or try to gain some sort of, um, you know, self-gratification from being in a relationship, um, if you need to do that to, you know, find some sort of sense of fulfillment, I think that you need to remain single until you can get that fulfillment from yourself and then, you know, finding someone to be with just kind of amplifies that, um, you know, that feeling of, you know, not self-congratulation, but kind of like, I mean, you already made it on your own. Um, and now to, to add another person to the situation is just better. But um, I guess I can kind of speak to that and, and relate to that because um, when we started dating I was 13 um I mean we were both 13 or 14 13 or 14 I think 13 and 14 whatever 13 14 freshman year of high school whatever um yeah I mean I I'm not the same person now that I was back then um and I feel like who I am now is a combination of both you know, my, myself and the things that I've done for myself, as well as just not even influence from my wife. Cause I mean, she's a different person. Um, and up until about what, three years ago, um, other than like long vacations, we didn't live together. Um, so direct influence and constant influence, I would say no, but, um, kind of seeing her work and educate herself, um, I would say definitely influenced me to a certain extent, but, um, you know, if it's a relay, you can hand me the baton, but after I get the baton, I, I'm the one that has to do the running now. So I, I think, you know, um, 
in a relationship, no matter who the person is, I, I guess that the variables could be different if you're in business with someone or um, whatever. I'm such an asshole. I just realized I don't have the interface plugged in. So I hope this sounds good because uh, I hope it sounds good because I'm, I'm really talking a lot here. Um, so, yeah. Um, what an asshole. I always do something. There's always got to be something goofy with the audio. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sitting here holding a microphone up to my face like it's actually doing something. Um, okay, so architects care about depth and intelligence and they insist on honest, open communication. For them, a relationship that isn't founded on these values is hardly worth pursuing. Um, it might not come as a surprise then that the social niceties and obscure etiquette of dating can seem useless or even insulting to architect-type personalities. Uh, but many of these conventions exist for a reason to help an inherently unpredictable situation seem a little less daunting. If architects refuse to play along, they may find the dating world difficult, if not impossible. Um, as, they as they mature and gain experience, many architects eventually come to understand the purpose of romantic rituals. Until that point, however, they may decide that dating is too irrational and beneath them. Some people with this personality type might constantly try to demonstrate their intellectual superiority as a way of proving that they're above the silliness of dating. Um, obviously, this mindset is unlikely to help architects find or connect with a partner. Um, all right. And it's weird too, because this, uh, this thing is saying that it's picking up input from my interface, but I don't see how it could be doing that when the interface is not plugged in to the computer. I'm such a dope. Um, Sometimes architects' best strategy is to focus on what they enjoy rather than struggle against the rules of dating. Ironically, people with this personality type are often most attractive when they aren't trying to be, just doing what they do best. Pursuing the interests that light them up can help their confidence and intelligence shine. Um, not motion sickness, but emotion sickness. Architect personalities aren't known for conventional shows of romance, such as sending flowers, writing mushy notes. Most architects spend more time thinking about love than expressing it, but when they believe that a relationship has potential, architects give it their all, working to maintain stability and ensure their partner's long-term satisfaction. And by using their imagination, people with this personality type can find meaningful, if unexpected, ways to share their affection. Um, friendships. Sharp-witted and darkly funny architects aren't everyone's cup of tea and they're okay with that. For the most part, people with this personality type aren't obsessed with being popular. They don't spend their time and energy on just anyone and they can be difficult to get to know. But this doesn't mean that architects are antisocial or friendless. In fact, few things are more exhilarating to architect personalities than the spark they feel when they connect with someone who really gets them. Uh, architects tend to have strong opinions about what works, what doesn't, what they're looking for, and what they're not. This mindset gives them a clear picture of what they expect from their social lives and their friends, and it can also lead them to reject anyone who doesn't seem to meet these expectations. Um, I'm just, I'm reading a lot of stuff here. I'm not going to read this whole thing, um, just because it's, it's actually quite a bit. And for this being something that has a premium format to it, um, this is giving me quite a bit. 
Um, yeah. It's talking about um, friendships and parenthood and workplace habits and career paths. Um, Sheesh. All right. Conclusions. Armed with powerful intellects and strategic minds, INTJs can outmaneuver obstacles that seem unbeatable to most, but their strengths, when misunderstood, can turn into weaknesses and keep them from reaching their full potential. Those misunderstandings end here. What you have read so far is just an introduction, because we're about to try to sell you on the premium. Uh, we have a great deal more to tell you about this art, archetype, per, per, blah, personality type. Um... In reading through this personality profile, you probably hit a tipping point. You went from trademark architect skepticism to wait what? You may even be a little uncomfortable because you're not used to being understood even by the people closest to you. Uh, chances are you've accepted this as part of who you are but and maybe even grown proud of it, but embracing that disconnect isn't a requirement for architects. It's a misused defense mechanism leading you down a lonely and efficient path. Gaining insight into yourself and others is so much more rewarding and effective. That is true. Um, at 16 Personalities, we've spent years studying architects' life stories, experiences, and patterns through hundreds of our surveys. Step-by-step, insight-by-insight, we've discovered the challenges that people with your personality face and how those challenges can be overcome. Our specialized research-based offerings for architects can show you how to use your strengths to avoid common pitfalls while also staying true to who you are because that's the point isn't it? To see how you can grow into your full potential in ways that make sense for italicized you. If you're ready to take the next step, read on. And then, yeah, the next arrow is premium profile. <laughs> um, I'm curious to see how much it costs. Oh boy, there's a 267-page architect growth roadmap. Premium profile and specialized tests. <laughs> oh, well, I guess it's, uh, I guess it's not like a monthly thing where you're in like some sort of club. It's just a pay once. I'm not going to do it, but um, that was nice. So the website is 16personalities.com. Um, and if that is something that would interest you, if you think that you would get the results I got, um, or if you think that you would be one thing or whatever, see how well you, I guess, think you know yourself and take the test. I think it only took me like maybe five or 10 minutes to do all the questions. It's just a slider of agree to disagree. Um, but anyways, in reading all that, I forgot what I was going to talk about. Um, I really did forget. Wow. Oh boy. That's not good. Um, and I knew I should have written it down, but, um, well, hey, I talked about myself enough today. Um, I think I'll just cut this now. I hope the audio is not fucked up because... I didn't plug in my microphone. Um, hopefully, whatever I was going to talk about comes back to me. Um, because when I was thinking about it, 
it was definitely interesting. Um, hmm. Oh, that's so irritating. I was driving when I when I was thinking about it, so I couldn't just write it down. Uh, okay. Well, anyways, um, again, I hope the audio is okay. If it's not, I don't know. I, I really don't know how I can do this any more inefficiently than I already do with this, with getting this audio set up. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, take the test um, and and DM me what result you got if you're if you're interested or if you think that um, you you hit the nail on the head before you even took it and you already knew what you were gonna be. Um, shoot me those results that would be interesting to read all the different personality types especially if i know um the person sending it to me that kind of you know be an interesting read um but yeah uh i will talk to you soon <laughs>